Hey guys, welcome back again to the Cut Light and Smoke podcast presented by Zeal Cigars, CigarSoapbox.com, and again, coming to you live from the Huddle Up Store Studios. I am Bradley, your host, and I am here with a special guest. It's been guest day here today, so we're shooting two podcasts in one. And today is kind of a special day because this podcast guest just walked in, and he was like, what's up, coach? And I'm like, that's right. I used to coach this guy in football a while back. So sitting across from me is one of my favorite people in the entire world. His name is Joe. Not your average cup of Joe. This is Joe Wowzik. <laughs> and uh, Joe used to play football for me. He's one of my defensive linemen when I was a varsity coach at Paradise Valley High, Paradise Valley High School. I'm so pumped. I can't get it out of my mouth. And uh, go Trojans. And Joe, say what's up to the people. Hey, hey, hey. What's going down? Yeah, dude. I'm here. <laughs> He's got that podcast voice. He's like, hey, hey, hey what's going down, guys? How you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's, it, was, it was spur of the moment. This is super spur of the moment. This is kind of how I love to run some of my podcasts. When it, when somebody comes in and I get it, I'm like, dude, you tell me something. And I'm like, I need to get that on, on podcast right freaking now. You're smoking a good cigar. You don't know what the cigar is. No. I don't know what the cigar is. It's one of my test blends. Is it good? Really good. Is it good? That's awesome. Yeah. That's really good. That's really yeah. good to hear, man. Uh, in fact, I think I actually know what that cigar is. I think that cigar is our Primordial Habano. So that is the hot Primordial Habano you're smoking. Do you like it? Is it good? You I like it? it. Okay, a good, lot. good, good, good. That's one of my favorite cigars in the whole place. If you didn't tell me, if you didn't like it, I'd be very, very, very upset, <laughs> and I'd start crying. So, But uh, you're crying often more than now, because, uh, or you're dealing with crying more than anything now, uh, simply because uh, you have not just one, but you're a new daddy Two times over now, right? Two times. Two times over. Joe, tell them, tell them a little bit about how we know each other, and tell them about how you know me, and then uh, tell them about uh, life journey. You got married, and now uh, we've reconnected here at Zeal. So tell them a little bit about how, what, what was it like the first time you met Coach Reith? Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> like just talk, just talk, dude. Yeah, no, you want me to... Okay, so it had to be 2008. 2008. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah 2008, 2008. 2008. So I just transferred to Paradise Valley because yeah. I'm from the West Valley. So That's I'm right. from Glendale. Right. Mm-hmm. Transferred over to Paradise Valley, was the new guy on campus, mm-hmm. wanting to like earn a name, earn a stripe, you know, earn the respect. Right. Right. And then I, I got a new defensive line coach and I love defensive line. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, it's this guy? Like, come on. <laughs> was this a perfect opportunity for a guy like me or what? <laughs> Two peas in a pod were we. Yeah, dude. Uh, great time. Great time. Yeah. Uh, best One of my best times of my life was playing ball with you or yeah. for you yeah. and learning from you, um, competing against you yeah. uh, on the bench, uh, losing to you on the bench, of course, yeah, and then dude. losing to you in a foot race, too. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Back when I was skinny and spry, bro. <laughs> I was, that was a very, uh, I think that was the, the door opening to saying, stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> when your coach beats you in a foot race yeah. and on the bench. Yeah, dude. Like, like, That's what happens, bro. I'm like, wait, I'm sacking the quarterback like two, three times a game over here. And you're just beating me in a foot race. <laughs> well, I guess this is working out well. <laughs> and then we were just like, we were so cool. You know, I respected you so mm. much and it was something I needed. I needed someone that could like get on my level and help drive what was inside of me, you mm. know? And. Uh, I love that sport. That was my, that was my, I call it, that was my rectangle. Yeah. Like on that thing, that thing was, that was my ground, you know? Dude, it was, it's really interesting because um, that was my first chance coaching here in, in uh, Phoenix, you know, and coach since, but uh, coached in Ohio before that. Right. So coming out, out here and how I got the job was so crazy because I came into Donnie's office. Right. And I was just like, look, I'm going to coach over at Horizon or here. One of those is close to my church and I'm a pastor and I just want to influence guys and, and be with young men and, 
and make sure they understand uh, how much how much uh, the community loves them and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, "What? Who does that? Who comes in and says that?" I'm like, "Just so you know, I'm I'm going to Horizon next. I came here because you're closer, so I'm leaving right now." He's like, "Hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Yeah. And then like hired me on the spot. You know, yeah. I, started, I started dropping some names of coaches I coached with before, and my high school coach is a very accomplished coach in the NFL now. And so I mean, like it's it's one of those things that kind of happens, and you're like, "Oh, okay, well, I grabbed this guy and stuff like that." And so that was that was of all my years coaching, 2008 was my funnest year I ever coached. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, a hundred percent. It was. Yeah. It, I, I, this is not saying anything about the other teams I coached and everything like that, but you guys are special. Yeah. You guys are special. I really had a good time. So still keep in contact with several people. Travis, Joe. I mean, Travis, you, uh, Jake Brown, stuff like that. I mean, so I mean, there's lots of guys I even see. You know, going to Costco or something like that. Like, yeah. Coach, coach, and <laughs> it's it's really funny when that happens. I'm like, coach, like, do you remember you were this, you were that, and you know, I, and there's so many guys that still want to connect with I haven't seen forever. You know, and uh, mm-hmm. so it's it's just really it was a real fun time, real sweet time in my life. Yeah. Um, and it was just it, it's something they say convergence, like when you're working with who you like and you're doing things that you enjoy and you love and you're good at things just happen really we had a good season we had a really good season really good we season. lost in the playoffs but you know it was it was against Tyler Lewin I think yeah. it's like that yeah. um so I mean I, I'm okay with that I'm okay yeah. with that yeah but um we had a good time so uh we reconnected you I went back to Ohio planted a church came back out here and then uh, was in cigars. I think I saw you at my old shop once. Yes. And then uh, we started here, and this is actually up by where I live in North Phoenix. Yep. And connected with you here, and you, you walked in with this beautiful girl, and I thought maybe she was partially blind because looking at her and looking at you, I'm like, come on, bro, you can do better. <laughs> you can't you know? say that. Yeah, you yeah. cannot say and, that. <laughs> uh, and, and, and you know, you know, I, I, I looked at her. I thought she's 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 partially blind because Joe's not like great. You know, so she's beautiful. I don't know how I landed this chick. Uh, anyways, but uh, there's a got, trick to that. Yeah, there is. There is. You got to be a winning personality. What is it? No, you just got to date him in high school. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, guys. And, and, keep, and keep them, keep them. Yeah, That's yeah, all you yeah. got to do. Man hit one-on-one right there, dude. Get him in high school and keep him, dude. Keep, keep him. My, my, my son is dating his high school sweetheart now. And he's out and she's in. So, oh, so it's, it's kind of, that's kind of interesting. So oh, we'll see where that goes. Uh, but so uh, we reconnected stuff like that. Uh, you started a new business. You, you get married. Uh, how was the the single to marriage transition? I mean, you've been with her, though, for, for a while. So yeah. Uh, how was that for you? Yeah, no, I, I didn't follow the rules. I, I waited to get married instead of getting married. And, you know, I always lean back on just like being on the same wavelength as what drives that consistency mm-hmm. uh, through the relationship. Right. You know, where, and just literally just being on the same page all the time, mm-hmm. you know, is like probably what drove that at that time. You know, it was like, I remember sitting down with her uh, post college and it was our six year anniversary, fifth year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And I took her out to dinner and I said, hey, I would love to marry you, but I want to wait. Because I want to get you something special, meaning a mm-hmm. ring, because okay. you mean that to me. Okay. And, oh, you know, okay. Okay. and then the second reason is, is like, I want to make sure we have the wedding that we want. Okay. And okay. instead, you know, and because you love me and I love you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We made that agreement. So we made that like, uh, that, that, that formal agreement to, okay. to buy into that, that concept and that, okay. that plan, you know? Okay. And then, and then from there, it was really just taking it step by step. Mm-hmm. Uh, some things happened a little bit faster for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I came across a good opportunity and I was able to invest in a ring sooner rather than later. And mm-hmm. then, um, got started that process. Basically a uh, good local jeweler here made a custom ring, got to take her in and let her build it and like customize. Wow. It was really cool. Yeah. Like That's really, great. really cool experience. And I think, you know, it's all about like, if you say something like stick into your word, almost even right, more, right, you know, I right, think that, right. I think that kind of earned her respect and her buy-in even more as it oh, kept yeah. going. Oh yeah. And, uh, 
then from there, you know, uh, one day I just decided, I'm like, all right, I'm going to plan this thing right. And luckily her birthday was, uh, her birthday is four days after Christmas. Okay. So, okay. so, uh, local natives, both of us. Right. And, uh, Venetians, Venetians, yeah. Venetians. Yeah. And we, uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to plan this thing out. She doesn't really know it's ready yet. It, the ring was ready mm-hmm. and, but she knows it's being made cause she designed it. But so I made, I made some things, pulled some things through and I planned a, on Christmas, I proposed her birthday gift, which was a weekend getaway to this, this, uh, vineyard slash winery up in Cornville, Arizona called Page Spring Cellars. Okay. Great place. Anyways, proposed there. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool journey. Like went through a tour. It's right next to Oak Creek that runs right through beautiful little scenery scenery. Okay. Proposed her, told her everything I wanted to tell her and then uh, got married a year later. Wow. Wow. So going from married to single life, what were the changes for you? Because you've been with her the whole time. Everything changes when you get married. It does. Like It does. They don't tell you that, do they? No. And like, I was, I mean, I was with her since I was 17. Right. And right, like, right. we went through a lot, you know, we've been through a lot. And uh, the com- it's just, it's just, it's the atmosphere of okay. marriage that, that really like creates the indifference mm-hmm. between mm-hmm. being single and being married. Right. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah, I'm just. I, I would just say honestly, it's just like an, it ex, it extremifies everything. Everything gets more extreme. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, because there's no way out. <laughs> like the, the the commitment to get out is way worse than anything, right? Oh yeah. So you you know that everyone knows that you know, yeah. and then you you've kind of taken this journey to work together to get there, and you're like, I don't want to. You know, I'm not ever gonna leave. I'm not ever gonna change anything. You know, and like we even lived together before. Mm-hmm. But we bought a house together. You know, we did those types of things as well, you know. And um, But, man, yeah, I would just say, like, communication um, as well as, you know, I would say just that level, just that level of commitment is just, a, it's just, it's, an, it's, it's, it's unexplanatory is almost in, in a sense of what it is. Until you're in it. Until you're in it. And it's different for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. some people, you know, are like, man, it's the greatest thing ever. And it is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, you things get serious. You start talking about buying a house. Yeah. So you're like, wait, wait, wait. So not in my not not now. We're just going in on a car. We're going in on a multi, you know six figure you know object, the right, most expensive right. thing we've ever bought in our right, life. Right, you know. Right, right. Right. Oh, and then you want to talk about a family. Whoa. Yeah. yeah this is yeah. surreal. Yeah. Because that's the next step. So you got the so you you did the you did the American dream thing. So you, you got the job. You got the girl. You got the house. And now you have the kids. So you're a first time dad. And I want to transition to that for a second, simply because like when, so I'll tell you a couple of things on marriage that are interesting. So uh, I heard something recently from a buddy of mine named Vic that I thought was great. He says, you don't fall in love. You work at it. Yeah. You work at love. I mean, the, yeah. the feeling of love so ebbs and flows in a relationship, it always does. You know, the feeling that, and, the, and the feelings to be driven, to be driven just by feelings. Uh, if you, if you made your choices that way, life would be chaotic. Yeah. Completely. It really yep. would. But to work at something means you're committed to it. Yeah. You're committed to it and so on and so forth. So when you work at a marriage, you're working with this person. This is your partner that you're making the biggest life decisions with. You know, I, I, I've heard it said this way. I mean, the most important decision you can choose, the most important decision you make is who your God is. Yep. The second decision is who your wife is, mm-hmm. you know, for a man. And so as a result, like that person walking through life with you, and now you have kids together. They're a little of you and a little of her. You know, and so you get the best parts and the worst parts of you, you know, the wor- best parts of her because women don't have anything wrong with them, you know, so <laughs> it's facts, <laughs> right? It's, it's a fact. Yeah, I, sw- my, my I wife, swear by it. My wife listens to podcast. Uh, so <laughs> c- case in point, I mean, 
now that you have children, what was it yeah. like having your first kid and how did that change? Yeah. I mean, we were ready for it, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, because, you know, we're, like what we did, like we lived the dream, like you right. said, like we dated, we went through our early stage 20s together, mm -hmm. learned about each other more, you mm -hmm. know, had our hiccups and got married, got, you know, ha bought a house, you know, mm -hmm. was enjoying it, you know, living it. And, um, and then we were like, okay, let's do this. And as much as you're ready for it, you're not ready for it. That's right. the, that's the biggest thing. You know, I think you, you highlighted it well with marriage. It's, it's a, a completely different level of commitment mm -hmm. and it's a never ending like job. Like it's a never ending task, right, right, you know? Right. 100%. And like, that's, that's the biggest difference between being, you know, in a relationship and mm -hmm. being married right. and is now, now to even think and dive into that a little bit more. And that's how exactly what happens when you have kids too. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> and it takes, it takes two on one. Oh, it takes two on one when you oh. first get one. And then all of a sudden you're on two and you're like, we got man, we got man on man. Yeah. I need you to take this one. I got to yeah. get the other one. Yeah. Then when you get three yeah. or more, it's zone defense, bro. You're like calling in uncles and aunts and you're like, I need help. Yeah. I need to get the yeah. grandma and grandpa's. I need help over I here. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, at that point, at that point. I feel like I'm already doing that now. So. Right, yeah, 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 I know. I was doing it with one. I was like, I, I don't know. I think the baby's head's going to fall off. What do I do? Uh, it's, it's really interesting because um, in, in the midst of like when you have something that is – so, so let, me, let me ask you this. This is really interesting because I, I'll tell you another story on, on this in a second. But when you had that child and you were holding your baby for the first time and you had a son first, right? So your son – what did that change in you? What did it do to you when you had that child and you were holding it in your arms for the first time? Was there a change? Was there something like, okay, this is something now that I'm responsible for another human being keeping them alive? Yeah. How do I do this? I mean, what, what were your thoughts then? Man, it was crazy. Uh, I was so excited. You know, and one thing we did that was pretty cool that I like to give a lot of feedback on is we didn't decide, we decided not to find out the gender of our first kid. Oh, okay. That's cool. So, you know, like neutral everything, right? Okay. And like, un, like the most like exciting thing ever. But I thought that was really fun and okay. really exciting. Yeah. But when, when I got a hold, when I got a hold of him, when he came out, I didn't know what he, he or she was. Mm -hmm. and I, saw, I saw his right. balls. Right. I saw his balls and I was like. At, like we have it on video. I literally set the roof off of the hospital. Like oh, the doctor yeah, was like, dude. let's go. And I was like, yes, let's go. Yeah, like that's what yeah. he is about to be is a let, <laughs> the definition of him is going to be, let's go, you yeah. know? Um, and man, it was the most, I, 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 I love my wife so much and mm -hmm. I fell in love with her so much. And I fell in love with her so much on my wedding day. Like the words I expressed on my wedding day were from my heart mm -hmm. And I never thought I could really love something more than that. Yeah. I never yeah. did. Like, yeah. I truly thought I found my true love. Yeah. When I held my son, I was like, I love you to death, babe. But like, man, I felt that feeling again. And I never thought I'd feel that feeling again. Okay. Okay. So okay. it's, it was the most, like most pleasing feeling in the world. Uh -huh. But man, at the same time, I was like, it's, it's surreal. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you drive him home, it's surreal. Yeah, Everyone like, becomes a horrible driver and you're like, what's your problem, man? <laughs> What's your problem? Get in your lane. Use yeah. your blinker. What are you doing? You ten know? and two, you know. Oh, ten and two. Yeah, exactly. You become a better driver immediately overnight. Yeah. Your insurance rates go down and everything. It's, just, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, so yeah, you, you had your son, and then you just you just had another girl. You had I, another girl. Right yeah, now. six okay. months ago, I had my second one. So I had okay. two under two. Okay, two. Oh wow. Dude. <laughs> well, the plumbing's working. We know that. So I mean, like now you have two under two. So you got diaper patrol. Yeah. You got for are you formula? Are you natural? How are you doing? Uh, natural. You're natural. Okay. Yep. So like you're pumping and all that stuff. I remember, I remember I have three dude. I have three. I know. Yeah. So I remember, I remember doing the whole pump 
station thing and yeah. back then the pumps weren't nearly as advanced as they are now. I don't know if they just milk it quick, but you know, now back then it was like it's crazy. You guys you guys were before same, same. Is it? Okay, same. good. Good. Nothing's really changed. Nothing's changed in that uh, Yeah. So we're, so now at this point, you do we're doing everything we possibly can, you know, to, to handle these these kids. And you know the the thing I th- I thought about father I'll tell you I'll tell you a couple things. Some of this will be sound like wisdom, you know, from coach and then some of this will be just practical stuff that you know. Um with with the it, it's interesting because that that really deep feeling that you have of love for me I would say I felt like super responsibility yep. I was like okay at this point I mean keeping Jamie alive is one thing I mean Jamie's you know without me she'd be fine anyway so <laughs> but then now I have to keep three kids alive yeah you know and provide a roof over their head and food on the table and all this kind of stuff I have to work super hard to do that yeah tremendously and so yeah. as a result I was I was doing everything I possibly could to to do that and it was working and i was like man this is, this is i'm not actually doing it i can't believe it <laughs> and so when, there's a sense of pride that you get from that now this is the, here's the here's the interesting thing as my kids grew this my kids are all adults now so yeah. my, my youngest is 17 years of horizon right um so she'll be graduating this year she'll be an adult and go, go off to college and everything like that my son's 19 he's moving out and he's going into his world of whatever he's going to do um and then my my, my oldest daughter is married and moved to tennessee right so so this is this is crazy and, and what I'm gonna tell you sounds counterproductive and it, it definitely is countercultural. Yeah. So what I told my kids from day one that they could they could they, they could repeat to you right now. I even said it to my daughter who was seventeen. I love your mom more yeah. than I love you. Yeah. And they were like, Wait, this is countercultural. My culture does you're supposed to love me more. Now here's the thing. So I and then I followed up with it. It's a different kind of love. You don't love your kids like you love your wife. You know, you love your kids differently than you love your wife, but priority wise, my relationship with my wife is priority number one. My relationship with my kids is priority number two. This would include when they were younger that we went on date nights. We yep. made we made priority finding finding babysitters. Mm-hmm. Now you have to wait till they're old enough to do that, obviously. Right. Um and so I remember that becoming such a a steady rhythm to our family dynamic that when my kids started dating they understood that like okay i want to find a husband i want to find a wife that goes we are the priority we will have children and we will love them differently but they will never there will never be a time that they're over you and what i find happening in society today is that parents tend to elevate the kids over each other yep. and they forget about each other. Yes. And what ends up happening is you, you're not able to rekindle or work on that love that you felt at the very beginning. Yeah. And so just as a, as a, as a, as a, as a coachable moment from a coach, you know, make sure you're still dating your, you, which you probably are. I mean, I'm, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but cause I know I've told you stuff like this in the past. <laughs> I've, told, I've told everybody like, Hey guys, I've ever worked with. I'm like, this, this is important guys, you know? Um, because your, your kids will eventually leave and I'm getting into the part now in my life where it's going to be my wife and I, and that's it. That's it. And so we're like having a second marriage. Yes. Now we're like, we're getting close to being empty nesters. We're like finding out all the new things about each other and like doing new things together. And like, we're going different places and stuff like that. I'm like, we want to go where we're going to do what? (laughs) 
She's like, yeah, we can afford it. We don't have kids anymore. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh. we got I got our new car, and it's way more than I would ever pay for any other car ever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. She's like, why not? It's our life. Let's go do what we want. She's like, when, you're, when your car, by, by the way, my battle wagon will never die. I'll, I'll put a new engine in that thing. I'll drive it the day it dies. I love that thing. I love that. 2000 Denali, bro. 2000. It, in two years, it becomes a historical vehicle. No more missions, bro. Dude, that's a dream come <laughs> true. Right? And so it's it's funny because my, my buddies and I were talking the other day, and uh, one was like, so one one knows how I feel about my, my truck. The other one doesn't. And my buddy was like, dude, when are you to throw that thing away and get yourself like what you deserve, bro? I'm like, and my other buddy was like, don't talk about his car that way, man. I was like, I was, I was like, yeah, dude, it's not a car, it's a truck. I love and it. And they're like, they're like, they're like, he loves that. I'm like, let's first off, dude, I'll put three or four crate engines in that thing before I ever get it, get rid of it. Okay, and even when I get another truck. That thing's going to stay in my driveway, and I'm going to give it to my grandson. Okay, that's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to go to my grandson. It's going to be Papa Bradley's car. Okay, this is this Papa Bradley's truck. This is what you were, like, like raised in and everything. This is important. This is, like, a big thing. So, Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I say that just, just simply because, like, I, I, not only are men creatures of habit, we're creatures of, like, we want legacy. Yeah. You know, and when you have kids, it gives you the opportunity for legacy. Yeah. It gives you the opportunity to send yourself out into the world and recreate yourself and another human being, both with a woman and a, and a guy, different, okay, but with a different human being, where they're like, yeah, the the, the best parts of my my life, my my son can live out. The best parts of my my life, my daughters can live out. Yep, you know, and that legacy comes back to it either haunts you, or it it absolutely solidifies who you were, you know, and the impact you made and the value that you added to people's lives. You know, and that's that's one of the most important things when you go, okay, here you go, dude. This is this is so critical yep. that when your kid your kids, if you want to know a parent, if you want to know how a per, per, uh, person parents or what kind of mom or what kind of dad they were, you look at the kids and it tells you everything. Everything. It just does, dude. Everything. It just does. Like my my, my parents, <laughs> like my, my my dad would just tell me, he's like, you bear my name, boy. You bear my name. Just remember that when you go back into school and you do everything else like that, everything you do, you bear my name. Yep. Wreath is your last name, yeah. and it will be honored. Yeah. Just you know, I'm, I remember this like a death threat from my dad. I'm yeah. like, okay, it will be honored. Yes, it will. I, yeah. I will do everything you can. And so that's why I never screwed up in school or didn't do anything stupid because I was like, my dad will kill me. Hands down. Lynn Wreath will kill me. I won't find the body. He's like, he'll have a funeral, but I can be an empty <laughs> casket, and my dad's going to be buried out in the back. Yeah, that's how my dad rolls. You know, so, but I, 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 think, I think that. You know, for you, when you look at your generation in particular, because you're younger, you're 31, 32? 31. 31? Yeah, two so, weeks ago. So when you're, when you're at 31, you see your peers around you. What do you see some of the the questions, the, the problems, the issues with new parents today, the challenge, let's say the challenges people are facing being new parents today um, versus maybe when I was a new parent, which is, well, I mean, yeah, 22 years ago. So, like, yeah. it, it, what are some of the challenges that you guys are seeing right now and today? Yeah. You said you said a couple of things that made me think think hard about it, and uh, there's there's so much there's so much push and movement for like independence, like mm. being independently strong, mm -hmm. you know, as a woman or a man, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever you are, you know, realistically, right, you know, right. and yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, there are like four thousand genders now. They're just, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't even know if that's right. what they're called anymore. No, no, uh, no. <laughs> Right, uh, you're, you're safe. We'll just say man and guy. We'll okay, say guy, okay, guy, okay. Gal, guy, yeah, gal, guy, 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 and gal. We'll say we're yeah, safe. Yeah. It's it's uh, you're just being pushed in so many different directions from so many things, and I mean, this is the world of like technology, right? That's what this era is. I mean, think about right. how fast, think about how fast it went from 2000 to 2010, and then think about 2010 to 2020. Yeah, like oh, oh yeah, four times faster. Oh yeah, then like and then if you look back at the like, the 90s to the 2000s, it's crazy, right? Oh yeah, and so. 
one thing I think about relationships is like, you know, like the motto we have this common day is everyone, we can do it better, faster, you know, stronger, faster, better, quicker. Mm -hmm. Everything's more efficient now, sure, right? Sure, like sure. we have these things called chips and robots and right. technology and software and all this AI. stuff. That, AI, AI, right? Yeah, That's yeah, a, yeah. We're in the world of AI, right? right, right. So you get told all these things and then, but what, what I feel like when it comes to a relationship mm. and when it comes to being a parent is like the old school way is really the best way. It is. It's really it like, it just is, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of relative to the car. Like I, my stepdad has a 97 Tahoe uh -huh. and he's original owner of it. So yep. like, and it's sitting in the backyard and yep. he just fired it up the other day. And I, I like, I, I drove it for a while, right? you know, it was so 100%. cool, but like, and he wanted that. Like, he yeah. was like, you know, you're not my son, but like you are, you know? And yeah, he's like, yeah. but I like, that's why, I, that's why I kept this right. is because I wanted to have value, you right. know, outside right. of just myself, like me driving right. me at cool. But that, that, but to fall back on what I'm saying is like what I've learned in, you know, counseling, mm -hmm. you know, advice, mm -hmm. you know, sermons, testimonies, mm -hmm. experienced people like yourself mm -hmm. is that it's the most consistent thing in the world. It is. Like, you just said it like you don't know how many times everyone in my life has told me what you just told me mm. about marriage in mm. a sense right like and then more importantly about having kids yeah like your wife is one and mm -hmm. your kids are two and you know i was gonna say that's what i was getting to was when i held my son mm. i told you i thought i never felt that feeling ever again mm. and then i looked at her and i remembered yeah <laughs> that's awesome dude i was gonna that's say awesome. that right you yeah. know and that and, and it's so true you know and listen Kids will pull, it's the nature of the beast. If everyone, like I always say, like if everyone was meant to do it, everyone would. Yeah. Oh, really, yeah. Oh, really. Yeah. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. it, they, it's a challenge. It's, it's different, you know, mm -hmm. especially like, and I think for us, even since we had such a long journey together mm -hmm. before having them, we had so much history and we had so much like love and compassion and repetition. Mm -hmm. And we added this element that changes right. everything. Oh yeah. And so, um, you're like love and compassion. Oh, I'm just, I just need to clean diapers. Let's go. I just need to change diapers. Let's, yeah. yeah. It, it, and I'm like, it, I mean, there's so many different elements to it. But yeah, having the children, man, it's it's got to be number two or number three, realistically. You mm -hmm. know, I mean, yeah. God's one, your wife's two, and yeah. your children are three. Right. And right. It, they do need to know that. Yeah. They need to respect that. You know, yeah. and I, so I love that you said that. I think that's something that needs to be expressed when, more often when you say like the old school works i i love i love when i sit down with people and they're just like yeah dude i got this new way of raising kids i just figured out and everything and i'm like they're like going. yeah we're gonna we're gonna negotiate with the kids and their punishment and stuff like that <laughs> i'm like right we're gonna see how that works and, and and to be quite frank with you when people tell me that i just listen i'm like okay that's interesting that's right. interesting because i don't want to be disrespectful and then they're like what about you man what'd you do i'm like i spanked all my kids <laughs> Told him where to go. Locked one kid in the room when he was out of out of control. They're like, you locked somebody in. Like, absolutely, absolutely. I locked him in the room. And they're like, that's child abuse. I'm like, no, it's not. That's what my parents did to me. I turned out okay. It's true. And, and and to be to be honest with you, it's it's with our society today. And I know you're younger, so you you probably see it more than I yeah. do. With our society today, I mean, this idea that every way is is possible and every way works, it doesn't. Right. It just doesn't. And and when you have kids, when you give you know, participation trophies out to everybody and nobody wins and everything else like that. And everybody wins. The, the, the problem is like, they don't understand competition. Nope. And when they get it in the real world and it is cutthroat, if you don't think if you were raised to think that everybody wins and you get in the real world and you find somebody who's a competitor, you're gone. Done. You're done, dude. There's, you won't, you won't know how to compete. That's why, that's why I think everybody should get, should, should absolutely 
participate in team sports or yes. self-improvement in yes. some way to where you're held accountable to a standard or have a dad that beats you up in a way that is good. <laughs> I mean, both, 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 both mentally and, and like in a sense where he's challenging yes. you. Yes. Not in a sense where he's abusive, but I, I think what's important is that when that happens, you're like, okay, now I understand like there's competitiveness out there and I have to compete to provide. Yeah. That's important. And, and you'll find it when it comes down to people have all these great ideas, but when it comes down to it, they're coming back to me and you yep. and they're going, Hey dude, what's working, bro? Yeah. Like I read this book about like, yeah. you know, how to negotiate with my kid and it's not working. Like the kid is running my household. Yeah. Now. I mean, I need some help. I can't, yeah. you know, like I, I heard, I heard one time. So, so literally like, this is, this, this is going to boggle <laughs> your mind. This is, here's a story. This is from a person at church and I'm, I'm so sorry if the person listens to this because you're an idiot. And I told you that when I heard it, they said that you should never tell a kid. No, <laughs> never tell a kid. No. And they're like, you, you have to use different terms with kids. I'm like, okay, no negative. Sorry. Ghost rider. The pattern's full. I mean, what do we call them? It, it's, it's no either way you put it. Yeah. It's no, you know, yeah. dad says no. And then they said, so, and you have to explain, you know, to your kids, um, uh, under the age of five, why and I said, no, 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 no. My son doesn't need to know why he has to. Run, he can't run out into the road and grab the ball. He needs to not run in the run on the road because eventually he'll associate my hand on his butt yeah. for going into the road. Yeah. Like that's painful. Yes. Like okay, I don't want to do that because my dad's going to get mad. Right. Later on, when he can understand why, yep. I can say okay. By the way, this is why, son, because you were you were going to kill. So I had a, I had a conversation with somebody where um, they they were saying you know that's that's child abuse to not tell your uh, two-year-old why you're disciplining them. I'm like, my two-year-old doesn't understand why they I'm don't. disciplining. They don't understand that. They don't. They they're, they're understand. They can pitch a fit. They can do anything they want in their crib or whatever else. That's scientifically but, proven, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but this is the weird thing with some of these theories. There's no science in it. It's it's this weird, like, let's all, all be happy yeah. and sing kumbaya. It's not like that when you raise kids. When you raise kids, it's like war. Like you come home from war all day in the in the office, and then you come home and you're like, "Oh my!" And your wife just gives you like, "It's yours." Yes, that this is your child. Go yeah. ahead and spend time with him. And you're like, "I have to spend time with you." How are you? You watch football game? Let's watch football game. You're giving him Jack Daniels on the side. Just be quiet. You know. So <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Yeah. Yeah, but like, in, in honestly, you're, you're you're watching, and there's a there's a sense of where people don't recognize like this is. And then the other thing I think this is important is that. The idea in our culture that kids are a burden and not a blessing, yeah, yeah, is, is huge. Because here's here's the blessing, and, and you have to understand this as I know you understand this as an athlete. And I, yeah. I want the listeners to understand this. So when you are raising a child, it's hard, it's difficult. Oh it's, yeah. When you say it's not for everybody, I think it should be for everybody, but we can't force anything. Okay, so <laughs> what it does is it forces you. So if you if you guys, if you ever wanted to know, first off, if you do hard things, you just improve. Yes. Everyone knows this when you work out, when yep. you do things like this, when you tear the muscle, it grows back stronger. Yes. That that's the same way with everything in life. And if you really want to like understand how selfish you are as a guy, get married. Yeah. If you really want to understand, have a kid. And if you really want to get down and dirty, have more than one. You know, and then you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm the most selfish piece of crap on the on the planet. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You know, and that's and, and working through that hardness yeah. of your own narcissistic tendencies and what you want to do and what you're about to give your life away for another person. Mm -hmm. Not only does it reflect who we worship in Jesus, but it's also like this aspect of going, okay. And, and here's, here's the crazy thing. I'm going to bring this back to a point where you're going to get it. When you're work when you're working so hard, so hard for this person just to listen to you right. and to get what you're trying to say and wait till they get to become teenagers. That's great. Ugh. You know, and you're, you're, you just listen, just get what I'm going to say. There's a point where you sit down, you lay your head down at night, and you're like, why don't they just get it? Why don't they just get it? 
And if and if you're a Christian, you sit there and you're praying, and then eventually you hear God's voice like, and that's how I feel about you. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my gosh, I get it. I get it. That's why I have to give my God, my, my son and my, my daughter's grace because yeah. I, I need grace from God to grow. So yep. like, as a result of that, you're like, and so when you have kids, it really becomes a blessing as you work through the hardness of what it means to raise them. You start recognizing that you're still a kid. That's why the Bible never calls us God's adults. That's right. Ne- never. Never. You know, because they're, they're, we're always in process and we're always growing. I'll be 80, 80 years old one day and being like, I'm still a kid to God. I mean, because God's been around forever. And so I think that that's the, the idea of understanding that kids are a blessing and not a curse you know, is in our society, they're a curse. Yeah. You see it all the time. No, not, no. not only abortion rates like crazy. Right. But like you see people, women, wanting, women are told so many lies. And one of the lies that women are told are like, um, you need to have a career. You need to do right. these things. Right. You don't need to be a wife and a mother. That's that's subpar. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Where like wife and a mother, dude, it's one of the most amazing things you could become as a woman. It's It, it really... I, I can't even tell you, I, I, I can go on about that one because I, I sit back and I'm like, and I work from home, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I work it from home part of my days and, mm-hmm. and I hear it and I've heard it, I've heard it since, since he was born and I've right. heard it since she was born and right. I literally can do nothing but praise and cherish stay at home moms. Like oh, yeah. it's the oh, hardest yeah. job in the entire it, world. It, it really is. And in our society, it's dumbed down to point. And this is not that this is not to like criticize the gals who are going for a career or anything no, else like not that. At all. But if you want to be a mother one day, the amount of time it takes to raise a child, it's a full-time job. It really is. And, and especially when you're intentional with your parenting, you know, I think every parent should be intentional and, and discover discover what that is for you and how it's in your dynamic of your relationship. And I think that's important as you're as you're going through this because what ends up happening is that when when I, I remember particularly my wife raised all of our kids uh, and she went back into the corporate world. She went back into teaching when our kids were all in the same school that she could she could teach at. Gotcha. So she went back into teaching and then went in the corporate world. And now works for a major corporation. Right. So I'll, I'll never forget like as she was transitioning back into that. Um, I saw her be a mom at home, a mom on the campus there. She was, she was teaching them. And then, yeah. and then when I, on the weekends and so on and so forth, we'd, we'd have our time, but it was still like crazy, yeah. crazy time, oh, there, yeah. you know? And, and it was, there was this pool and there was a time that I was making dinners. I was making like, I was making fat, awesome dinners. They're amazing. <laughs> you know? And I was doing all these things and I remember thinking to myself like, man, this is, this is really hard to go through my day yeah. and to come back and do dinner. But she just got done teaching. She's an introvert teaching, right. you know, which is horrible for right. introverts. So she's teaching. And then as a result, has to come back and she's drained. And so I have to take care of the kids. So there's a lot of give and take that like marriage teaches you and that like different things even kids. And I think as men doing hard things really does teach us so much tremendous, like, like virility in life. And oh like, yeah. And you get to like, where you are so much that you can handle so much right now. If the world collapses, let's just say the world collapses tomorrow and everything like that, I know I can depend on my family and my friends. Right. I know there's certain people I can call and be like, dude, the world collapses. Let's go to so and so's house. He's got an arsenal. <laughs> you know, the zombie apocalypse is coming. It's coming. Last of Us is real. You know, the robots are taking over. <laughs> yeah. I promise. <laughs> and, and so, like, when that stuff happens, you're like, okay, man, we 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 got this. We're okay. We, yeah. We can do this. And I I think that that's only 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 derived by time, trust, and truth, which is the, the, the three foundations, I think, yeah. for every relationship. Time, you still have time with people. Yep. You've had six years with your wife before you married her. You know, that can, and then you have trust. That means 
you have to come through for the person. Yep. You know, and then the truth is you have to tell the person the hard truths when they don't want to hear it. Yes. And they have to respond correctly. And you have to respond correctly when someone tells you a blind side you don't see. And you're like, oh, what? Oh, dude, you're right. You're right, dude. I'm being a complete jerk on that and that. But, you know, that's, that's, that's important. And when your friends tell you that because they love you, that's, that's a hard thing to hear. Yeah. And when you do it with your kids, yeah. if you don't have the time and trust there, they're not going to respect the truth. It's so true. It is. And that's one of the things that a mom does just naturally that guys are like, i got to work out with my kids. You it's, know? it's crazy. It's so crazy. And, you know, um, the more and more I see it, the more and more I believe it, you know, and the more and more I go through it, you know, and I'm like, man, I just could never do any of that. I could never handle that. Right. I, I was built for what I'm supposed to be as a father, right, you right. know, um, and, and it's just like it's just repetitive and it happens all the time when you see your wife doing what she's doing and you're like, yeah, that's why she's a mom, man. Like right. she's, she was built for this, you know, she was meant to be this, you know, and, um, you know, and I'm meant to be a, I'm meant to be a dad, you know? And, um, and, and so basically what it comes down to is, you know, really, really understanding, you know, and, 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 and it's consistent work. You mentioned it from, from being a father to being a husband, but it's never ending and it's never going to end, you know? Right. And then when you add another variable to the equation, like a daughter, you mm -hmm. know, and then better yet, two kids under two in a household where your mom, your wife stay at home, you know, and you know, you're there, you know, it's just, it's, it's the, it's the environment and you have mm. to, more importantly, you have to be humble, mm, you know, and you yeah. have to be observant and you have to be a great listener too, mm. you know, like that's one of the best things and getting to the whole discipline thing and how to handle those things. You have to be on the same page as your wife. Absolutely. Like, like there's nothing Absolutely. been, there's nothing, ah, side note. There's no better feeling than when I'm sitting on a call and I hear my wife ripping my son a new one inside. I'm telling you what, I'm like, ah, that's what I'm talking about. Right. And right. then I walk in and he's like, oh no. Right. And then, and mm -hmm. that's, but that's how it is. And that's right. what it's supposed to be like. Absolutely. It's built that way. Like I, I, I like I mentioned something about like parenting the old school way is mm -hmm. the right way. And right. it's like, you know, it's consistently the same way, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Things change. I mean, there's different elements. There's, there's screens in front of kids. Now right, there's all right, these different right, things. But right. at the end of the day, if you have confidence, if you have communication, if mm -hmm. you have discipline, if your children are raised in those realms, you're going to have a lot more consistency throughout their childhood, throughout their adulthood, through everything, you know, mm -hmm. like, and, and it's something I witnessed. It's something I went through, you know, growing up and, and going into the, going into being a, a dedicated boyfriend to a fiance, to a husband, then to a father, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I, and you'll never hear the other thing too. Oh my gosh. You could listen to this podcast a million times and you still won't have it. Mm, <laughs> like, true, true. like it, 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 and that's the other thing is, is it's a community. It's like a community, community thing. Like it's, it's yeah. supposed to be, you know, because yeah. that's how, that's how you get better. Right. Like mm. once again, like we, we all know, like I can work out by myself, but man, if mm. I have someone with me working out, there's always 10 more pounds I can put on the bar. Oh, sure. And that's the same. That's how it is in fatherhood and husband mm -hmm. and being a husband and it takes and, a village. It oh, takes it, a village. it has to. Yeah. And, and teamwork, like it, that's mm -hmm. why you need to be raised in a mm -hmm. team environment. That's mm -hmm. why you need to go through those experiences because right. either one, you need to identify you're not good at it so you can work on it or you love right. it and you're meant to be in that environment, right. you know, right. type of right. thing. So that experience well, is key. Something you said that, that I want to circle back to that I thought was really cool. Uh, you said that, that this individualism and everything else that's coming out and, and you know, got, everyone can be their, their own person and everything like that, that draws away from community, which is not good for the human soul. Anyways. Not at all. You know, isolation so, is the worst thing ever. It, it really it's is. Science, that's, we'll bring up science because yeah. that's, everyone can agree on that, at least in this world, oh, right? Yeah. So, so we'll say it is literally proven 
that your brain is not supposed to be isolated. Why do you think they torture people in isolation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, point, true. I'm true. a mic drop on that one. Right, so, right. Uh, so, and, and so when people just want to be individuals and everything else, and they don't they don't grow with other people, and they don't have other people saying, speaking of, I, I think one of the one of the clearest things that, that, that you hit on with that, that individualism, you raise a kid as an individual, it's all about you, it's all about you. Um, one of the things that happens in somebody's life when that happens is they don't have another voice in their life speaking into it. And you need to find the person in your life that is the voice that has the right to tell you anything and you change as a result to it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first voice would be God, but there's got to yes. be other people here that you say like, hey, that person, when that person says jump, I say I say how high. There's a guy in my life named Travis. And Travis is, a, is an old football guy, Nebraska guy. You guys heard me talk about him before. We had him on the podcast before. And uh, big quarterback for Nebraska in the 80s. Yeah. All, all this kind of stuff. But Travis is, is my mentor. And so if Travis comes in and says, hey, man, I need time with you. I need time with you now. And this is what we're going to talk about. I'm, I'm, I stop my day. Yep. I stop my day. Travis can come in and stop my day anytime. There's sometimes I have to get work done. I'm like, can we, can we, can we talk in 15 minutes? I can get this done and so on and so forth. And he's like, yeah, I, I got you, man. So this is that, that person is that voice in my yeah. life. Every man needs that person in their life. That, yeah. It's usually an older gentleman. Travis, I think Travis is 61, 62 maybe. Uh, I'm 48, so he's that older brother in my life that I'm like, okay, I need that guy. So if he sees something that's off in my life, something that's, that's mildly, you know, confused or something like that in my life, he's able to say, man, I need you to look at this this blind spot you're not seeing at that point. And for me, like I have had those guys in my life since I was 15 years old. Sometimes yeah. it was a coach, sometimes it was a mentor, sometimes it was a yeah. pastor, things like that. Those are those are desperately needed places that if you're just individualistic and your parents have raised you as just being individualistic, you don't let anyone else's voice in. Yep. You need to let those voices in to be able to say, hey, look, there's 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 an aspect to your to your life that's missing and that's community. Yep. You don't have other people's voices in your head and that that's important to do that. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you you pander to those what those people say. That does mean that you you're able to actively critically think through what they're saying yeah. and how it applies to your life in a way that's transformative so that you're f- for your own good. Agreed. And when you don't have that, when it's happening with somebody is they literally, literally and ultimately self-destruct mm-hmm. because they're alone, they're depressed, that they, they know they can't meet their own needs. Right. And as a result of that, they end up completely done. Yes. You know, commit suicide, things yeah. like that. It's, it's, and that's one of the things that about suicide in that, you know, it really, really doesn't work out very well. You know, the most, I always say like some of the most dangerous people are the people that are by themselves, like the isolated people, the independent people, the people that aren't humble and don't take the time to listen and don't take the time to learn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I also say like a book doesn't teach you everything. Like the the real world experience does. You talked about like if you had everything handed to you and you get out in the real world and you meet a competitive person. I remember my first job interview, I beat three people out that had degrees and I didn't have a degree. I just dropped out of college. Oh, wow. And I beat them. I beat them for the position. Yeah. And it's because I showed grit. Yeah. And I showed hard work and I showed that yeah. I was, I, I knows not an option. Right. And it, it could be the answer now, but it, I won't let it be the answer next time or the time after that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, uh, and, and, and you got to learn that be young. You got to learn that young, yeah. you know, yeah. like I rode the bench growing up, yeah. you know, yeah. but I was blessed at some point, somehow it you all came ride, together. You, you didn't ride the bench for me, dude. <laughs> I you didn't. played both ways yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. it's just, it's just the nature of that beast of, of what it is. And it, and it comes down to, like I, I try to bring it back to it, it comes down to like what the Bible says and right. what and how it was built. It mm-hmm. was built 
man than woman and, and it was combined and they worked together and they right. went through that together and right. they created a family out of that and it continued to create generations of generations mm. and every single time there was one created there was another problem to find and there's another issue to find and you're never going to have it you're never going to be ready mm. you're never going to be prepared enough yep. you're never going to make enough money you're never going to be in the perfect scenario for any of it so you just got to be like you like what I've what I've learned going from the transition of what we've been talking about is like I've learned that I have zero control of what's going on and and I know who it's really true. does and it's God yeah, right yeah, God yeah. at the end of the day has that but the thing you have to do that I've learned is that I've had God in my life for a long time mm -hmm. but when when I've become the strongest and the most connected to my children to my wife to mm -hmm. my life is when I let God tell me and mm. I listen to him and I absorb mm. it instead of just like letting it go like in one ear and out the other like I used mm. to mm. or I'd hear something I'm like oh that resonates pretty well yeah because you're a part of everyone when you're with me dude you're, cra oh. you're, you're crazy with you with me I remember oh. I remember oh I remember dude oh I remember, yeah. oh yeah and, yeah and 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 but like you know sometimes children do that sometimes a wife does that yeah. sometimes you do it on your own but like that's been the biggest blessing out of it all mm. is and 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 the growth that you get out of it. It's the coolest it's the coolest experience in the it, world. It's the application of knowledge that becomes truth that yes. eventually ends up in wisdom. Yeah. You where you end up going, okay, I've been through this, I know what's going on. And so when you see young bucks in your life and they're coming up and they're they're trying to do things and and it's not working for them and you're like, "Hey man, let's get some coffee. Let's <laughs> talk a beer. Let's get a beer and let's let's talk a little bit." Yeah. Cuz there might be some wisdom I can I can help I can help you with, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think that so let me ask you this cuz you're you're the younger generation than me. You're the millennial. Right? Oh yeah. Oh so no got, doubt I am. You got you got the gen, you got the Gen Z coming up right now. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the Gen Z? I can tell you all my thoughts on, on millennials. You're not you're you're the millennials are split into two different groups. Mm -hmm. they there's, are. there's like the normal the normal millennials are like like dude I'm hard work I'm gonna do my thing and everything like that. Then there's the safe space millennials who are kind of like you know in baby's diapers smoking weed in the grandma's basement. You know <laughs> they don't even buy their they don't even buy their own weed. They get it from grandma. You well know, that's so. that's because they started introducing participation points back right. then and, right. I, and during when I was coming up and I and like I look back at it and I like. I remember one time I, I was looking in my closet. My mom still has my trophies randomly, but right. I was like, which one of these like wasn't, you know, and she's like, I can't remember. And I'm like, well, I would love to know because I want to throw that thing out. Like, yeah, because yeah. like, I don't believe in that, you know, and right. like, you know, I get it. I totally get it. Right. Uh -huh. Like there, there is a form of accepting and, and keeping positivity around. Sure. But at the same time, like you got to have that competitiveness because right. that's what drives like that's what drives your true human like nature out, right. you know. You have to do you have to compete, yeah, dude. Like it's yeah. the, it's the it's the way it is, you know. But right. the difference, the biggest difference, is that that yeah. right there, the competition. Like, wait, what? Like, so but what I I did what you said I was supposed to do. <laughs> like that's not how life works. But you didn't do it right or better than the like, other guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. like that's why you didn't get the grade on it, or that's why you didn't get that award, or that's why you lost that right. competition. Like so, instead of saying like, oh well, you tried hard, like trying hard, good, but you need to learn. That that try did not work. Right, right. <laughs> it's because you tried. Well, equal equal opportunity doesn't 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 does uh, nothing. Does does not mean equal outcome. No. Yeah, equal opportunity is good, but equal outcome, no. You know, because you, you have to perform, you have to do something, yeah. you, have to, you have to produce. You know, yeah. which is big. So let me ask you another question. So what do you think about the generation coming up now? That are that are that are the gen, the Gen Zs, if you would, the guys. These they're, are my sons and my daughters. They're, so what do you think, man? Give it to me. They're way too independent. They're the most independent. They're so independent. So talk talk to me about that. How's that? How does that? They live their life through through other things. Like they view things and they think that that's what life's about. Like they see someone else living a life through a screen, 
little do they know that that was recorded, right? Like it's not real. It's right. not reality. Okay. They're not going through that experience. They're right. viewing it and they're like, oh, I got to be like that. Oh, I got to see that. I got to be okay. like that. So they're being influenced by these outside sources and these outside- The Kardashian effect. No doubt yeah, about it, right? Like, okay. like, I mean, let's really sit back and look at the lady. Like uh -huh. go, go look at her history. Like how is she a representation of who you want to be as a woman? Yeah. yeah like yeah. Sit, sit there and really think about it. Right. Like look what she just recently has gone through. I mean, what yeah. she's, I mean, bringing in a random guy for six months and introducing him to your kids. Like it's so like, what, like what, what does no, that Pete, have to Pete Davidson? Yeah. Like, right, yeah, yeah. like what, what, what is that? And then you, yeah. you know, like all the things she's done in her past. Now, no one's yeah. perfect. Don't get me wrong. Sure, sure, sure. But that's the thing. So everyone is way too independent and they have too much satisfaction. Like they get satisfied by this most unhuman like things in the world, a screen, uh, a oh, video, yeah. a video game. Right. Um, you know, like it, it's just over, it happens over and over and over again. And it's mm. like, you get the experience. This is the best experience. Yeah, dude, this like, stuff's good. This is where yeah. it happens, you know? Yeah. And it's beauty. It's beautiful that we have this ability to share this with other people. Right, But right. now what this, this message should do uh -huh. is make you want to go find out on your own. Right. That's what this should do. Right. Instead right. of just absorbing it and letting it sit there, go mm. put it in action. Go mm. see if Joe really knows what he's talking about. Go see yeah. if Coach Reith knows really what he's talking about. Right, right, like right. go 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 experience it, you know? Say you love say if you feel like you love your lady, tell her you love her, right? Mm. Like see what that does to you and her. See if that adds an element or if it makes a challenge, right? Like go and do those things. Don't just think about it. Don't just sit in front of a screen. Don't just swipe right or swipe left to like someone or not like someone because right. a picture looks good. We all know what cameras can do to people this oh, day dude. and age. Like oh, you've yeah. seen me on a camera. I yeah. look good. And yeah. in person, it's a completely different story. <laughs> so, you know, like it, it's just, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's just the difference. You know, the, the younger generations are not getting their hands on it. Yeah. They're not getting into it yeah. They're You know, there's a software that does it for you, you know? Right. So they're, Right. They're falling into it. I mean, chat GPT just came out, man. That thing mm -hmm. writes essays for people. Oh, hundred percent. And now yeah. I, I'm like, wow, that kind of shows you like what, mm -hmm. what's going on. Mm -hmm. So you better, you better put your boots back on and do what you know you can control. Right. Because robots are writing for you now. Oh yeah. Guess what they're going to do next to you? Hand you right. a drink from the drive-thru window. Oh yeah. And then, and then what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right. Like what, what value are you, what value is your life going to add to the human race? What, and what can you produce that a robot can't? And you're, what, what's, what's the answer? Just sit in front of the screen and keep looking at Dude, something? I, I guarantee, I guarantee you that AIs can do a better podcast than me. No doubt. They can do a better review than me but they can't smoke cigars. <laughs> they can't. I'm safe, boys. Yes, I'm you safe. are. They can't smoke cigars. They you can't are. tell you what it really tastes like. Yeah, and they yeah. can't talk like me, so I'm no, good, they too. Can't. <laughs> they can't. There's probably some algorithm out there for Bradley Reith. Yeah. Is, that's the, the Recording my We're going to go ahead and get this guy. He'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, Who man, knows? It's, 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 it's the actual so experience. Let me that's circle back to something, something you said that I, I remember with the, with the millennials and something you said about your wife getting married and everything like that. I want to circle back to that. Mm -hmm. That was really interesting. Uh, so when I got married, uh, I wasn't even poor. I was Poe. So I couldn't afford the other OR. Oh. It was so, I was so poor. It was, it was ridiculous. My first apartment was $276 a month with my wife. It was crazy. Um, so this is back in 94 is when I got married. So I'm 27 years now, 28 years in, Mo in wow. August. That's so, impressive. Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome, dude. So here's the, here's the crazy thing. So I remember all of our friends around us having the big wedding and the big day and the big stuff involved with it. Uh, I, I get that, but my value was different. So I was like, well, you know what? This is important. I'm not going to um, worry about the rings that I had a conversation with my wife. I think it's important that you had a conversation with your wife about this. 
I, I want to I want to give some clarity to this because I think some guys I've met multiple guys that are saving, 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 saving for the day. Yeah, and they're working on the day and not the marriage. Yeah, and so you've done both very well, I mm-hmm. think, and I think it's 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 awesome because you have the conversation with the woman. You said this is what we can afford, this is what we want to do, and then you put the money into that. There's some guys out there that think, you know, maybe I got to save for five years to get the ring. And I'm telling you right now, gentlemen, it's better for you to get a, get a cheaper ring to marry the woman and to build on those five years than wait for that five years and get yourself in a turmoil. You're not locked in. Yep. You're not working in a marriage to get the house, to get the kids, to get the everything else yeah. like that. Um, and, and, and overall, one of the biggest things you want to be able to do is to lead her well. And if there if you can't lead and here's the thing, you can't lead a woman well if there's no commitment there right you know and marriage is the locked in commitment Biggest. because there's major consequences for major. it major so when everyone tells me i'm just going to date her dude we don't need a piece of paper you're right you don't but the fact of the matter is that commitment goes way far changes for everything. everybody when you're when you're really there and you're like okay this this is this is going to cost me something not just emotionally but financially you know, if I leave her, no doubt. You know, if I if I break this covenant, yep. you know, and so on and so forth. So. It's it's supposed to be built that it was built that way for a reason. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. and the thing I will say is, I regret waiting. Mm. I regret. That's I'm, good to hear. That's good to hear. I, yeah, hundred percent yeah. regret. M- m- me and my wife both will sit here, and mm. she would say the same exact thing. And I regret getting caught up in that, you know, and wanting that, you know, um, and, and being driven by that, you know, because I loved her. I should have just did it. Like so, I would have, I would love, I would have, I look back at it and I'm like, man, I really wish that I could have just, um, you know, why didn't I just get married? Cause now I would have been married like 10 years. Right. Like, and then like all of it would have happened anyways. So anyways, like that, it's just, it's just one of those things that you, you should do what you just said. It, you, if you think you love her, but here's the one thing I will say. Okay. The reason why I didn't, which I believe God is the reason why, and everyone's like, whoa, 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 God tells you not, you know, to, but I think that you have to really respect and truly understand what marriage is because it's more, it's not just marriage, it's a covenant. It See, is, and you mentioned that word. It's, it's a different, it's a different thing to a hundred percent. It's not contractual, it's covenantal. It, and so if you're mm-hmm. going to do it, you have to respect and understand what the right. marriage is right. and what right. it's all about. Don't do it just because you love each other. Do it because you want to be committed to each other. You want to be invested one, in one each man, other. One man, one, one woman, one lifetime. You have yeah. to learn that. And so one thing mm-hmm. I will teach my kids is, and I, you know, I have nieces and nephews that are, you know, um, Gen Zers and, you know, one of them's dating their high school sweetheart and whatnot. And, and so, you know, biggest advice I would provide to them is if you feel it and you know it and you understand it and you both are on the same page about marriage, like that, you know, there's no way out Mm -hmm. that there is only one marriage Mm -hmm. and that's the only option Mm -hmm. and you respect that and you both believe in it. That's what you have to do, Mm -hmm. but you have to be on that page. Now, if you think it's just because you want to go get married and have a great time, no, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't do it for that reason. So that's my feedback. And that will be always my biggest feedback to that next generation that's listening is that you have to be on the same page. And I'm going to, I've been saying that a lot in this conversation right. because same page. it's, it's, same page. it's same communication, page. same page mm-hmm. it, over and over again. But if you feel it, you need to express it and you need to move towards it mm-hmm. because the ring means nothing. It doesn't besides dude. the, besides the design of it. Right. Which means it's a circle, right? And we all know what that story is. We can go down that path some Mm -hmm. other day, but but it's about that. And then it's about the covenant. It's not about the wedding, right? It's about the vows that are stated on that altar. Well, if if it's contractual, contracts are broken all the time. Boom. But if it's covenant, 
you can't get out of it until the other person dies. There you go. That's what a covenant is. Thank so you. a covenant is something set up by, by God between two people, and the only way that it's broken is when one of them dies. Yep. That's why they say, when you get married, till death do they part. Yep. You know, that's a, that's a big thing. So, uh, yeah, in our, in our pro-divorce culture, too, it's really, really hard to be young and married and for people to respect that, for you not to get hit on, your wife not to get hit on, things like that, because you guys are still young and in that culture. And so, you know, the, the, the other thing I'll say is, uh, before you guys get married that are, that are even thinking about it, yep. make sure you have people around you that test your relationship with you. Meaning like you're, you have an older couple or somebody that loves you, mom and dad or, you know, aunt and uncle, somebody you can go around and watch their marriage so that you can see like, okay, that's what a good marriage, that's a, that's what a proper fight is. Yep. That's because you're going to fight because here's the thing, conflict leads to intimacy. It just yep. does. So if you're able to do that, you can actually work into that. So right. we thought we were going to come in here and just talk about kids and we went yeah. super, super, yeah. super, super. Let's go. Um, super, super long. And I, I, I think it's very, very good, though. And it definitely adds value to people's lives. So, well, guys, we want to hear your feedback on the podcast today. So do me a favor. Wherever you're at right now, go ahead and pull up your email and send us a message at Cut Light Smoke Podcast, all one word, Cut Light Smoke Podcast at gmail.com. And tell us what you thought about the uh, the podcast today. So this has been my guest, Joe Wilesick. Joe, how'd you like it? Did you have a good time? Loved it. Dude, dude. Can't wait for the next. It's great. It's great. Well, guys, thanks again so much. Again, we're brought to you by the Huddle Up Store Studios, huddleupstores.com. Check them out. And zealcigars.com and cigarsoapbox.com. I think that's our main sponsors. And with that said, guys, we are out of here like last year. Peace.